0: Calvin! Ronnie! Dude, you talk too much and I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you show show. Hello and welcome to the You Show Show. It's the show where you show things. Today I am joined by my good friend, Ronnie Neely. Ronnie, what's up?
0: Not too much, man. Excited to be here in the million dollar studio. I'm kind of confused because (laughs) you said you couldn't pay me, but then you fly me here on your private jet. First class, baby. To your million dollar studio. So what's the deal with that? With
1: all the secretaries and all the (laughs) Lots
0: lots of secretaries here. So many
1: secretaries and so much free mocha, baby. Uh yeah. No. Uh (laughs) welcome welcome to the studio. It looks nothing like your apartment. It's good to have you here. I um I was gonna, I, I, before we started recording this, thinking about it in my head, uh, I, I was like, I was like, don't say that he's not your friend, but just call him your friend instantaneously. And the reason I'm bringing this (laughs) up is that you are the first person, uh, to be on the show that I don't know personally. So that's kind of what what I'm talking about here. You are the first, uh, random uh blank slate of a person like as far as i know you like you could be a serial killer and i'm gonna be on a documentary like <laughs> 10 years from now like well i interviewed him for my show and he seemed pretty cool then so
0: i met him on craigslist i was looking for uh, people to interview
1: <laughs> i was desperate and he, he, had, he had free candy so uh so welcome ronnie it's good to have you here homie
0: yeah, it's great to be here. I'm a big fan of the show. I've heard every episode except for the Last of Us episodes.
1: Because you are you are playing it currently, and I hope that you enjoy it and don't let anyone spoil it for you. But um, <laughs> but yeah, we met because uh, we have a mutual shared love uh, for the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Uh, Ronnie runs... Uh, Dancing is forbidden, which can be found on all major, you know, uh, podcast platforms. If you'd like to check it out, if you're a fan of Aqua Teen, definitely check it out. I like the show, and I'm not just saying that because Ronnie's here. Oh, uh, uh, thank you. No, I generally like it. Like one of my, um, one of my favorite things about your show, and I think I've kind of mentioned this to you before, but like your flashbacks to what was happening in like you know, you it, whatever. It's like on March 30th, 2001, uh-huh. this was like the top music chart. And this was the movies that were being released in theaters. And, you know, these are the video games that were coming out. I love it because there's oh, like, great. there's these part of me that I'm like, oh my God, I'm like 14 again. I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little angry, little fucking skater shithead who's listening to System of a Down. Like, oh my God, it's all it's right, happening right. all over again. But, um, but yeah, it's a good podcast. And we just, I don't even know. I think I think you reached out to me and we just started chatting and
0: I well I think what happened was I basically I'll check for anybody who who on Instagram will put the hashtag aquatine hunger force and I found your image and I'm like oh that's a cool image and I liked it I followed you and then I think I saw it, it was a podcast but to be honest like when I see Oh, I'm talking to my friend about Aquatine. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, Oh, okay. Like, what are you saying? You know, like, Oh, it's so weird. Aquatine is crazy, huh? Yeah, it's funny. And so I, I was like, Yeah, maybe I'll check it out. But then I remember you messaged me, I think. And I was... First of all, I was impressed by your artwork. I'm like, if you're making artwork, you're probably a little bit more invested in your podcast and the content. And then just talking to you, I was like, All right, I'll check it out. And I was like blown away because you had such a, a thoughtful insightful conversation about it. So I felt bad for having a bias against you, <laughs> even though it wasn't, it, obviously it wasn't you personally because I didn't know you. But yeah, it's just, I feel like it's, it's, for you, it must be hard to advertise your podcast because people are just like, oh yeah, you and someone are talking about whatever, what do I care? But I found the conversations, even for, like I said, I've listened to everything and I absolutely haven't experienced all the media you guys are talking about, but I always find the conversations valuable in some way and worth listening to.
1: Thanks, man. And, yeah, and anyone, too, that's listening, again, if you are a 1 out of 10 fan or a 10 out of 10 fan of Aqua Teen Hunger Boys, uh, check out Dancing is Forbidden. It's 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 really good. It's really fun. Um, to be It's funny. I make a podcast, but I'll be a million percent honest. I actually don't really listen to them that often. I don't know gotcha if you're huge into the podcast. Oh, yeah, scene, I'm huge into them, yeah. I don't really listen to them to be a million percent honest. I have, like, a weird, like, when I work, I... Usually have a tendency to listen to music because I have to focus on my work and I yeah, can't that focus makes sense. on the podcast and yeah. so. But yeah, I've listened to yours. I, I'm 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 minus one right now just because I got back from vacation and this. Week <laughs> I work in an industry where like. If I take a week off of work, I have to work two weeks before I leave and then two weeks uh, when I come back to like catch up, it drives me nuts. So it's like gotcha. you're, you're better off not taking a vacation, but right, I, right. I digress. So
0: Alright, so I guess we'll just stop the podcast here. You can go listen to my episodes, <laughs> get caught up and...
1: <laughs> and we'll we'll chat back again in an hour. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but here we are here we are here, oh my gosh words um we are here today i sound like a priest like we have gathered here today we're here today <laughs> to um we're talking about some music today oh and yeah today i see man i'm not gonna lie i've been practicing saying this all week because i know <laughs> that my lips are gonna like bumble it uh but we are here today to talk about prefab sprout two yep. words It took me a minute to uh, to figure that out. I was Google searching it as one word for some reason, and it wasn't getting really <laughs> a lot of results. And then I was like, "You goddamn it, two words!" So if you're looking up prefab sprout, it's two words. But um, today we are talking about Jordan the comeback. That is the name of their album. And um, I guess let's start at the beginning. I guess let's just start with like as I always like to say of like the millions of you know albums that are out mm-hmm. there. You, why this band and kind of like why this album? What's kind of your history with it?
0: Sure. So basically, when you invited me to the show, I knew instantly, I'm like, all right, well, I want to do music because as I mentioned to you before we started recording, mm-hmm. I tried to do a music podcast. So I, you know, I love music. It's my favorite art form. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I, uh, at first, was like, oh, I got to find something that Calvin will like, something that <laughs> will impress him. He'll think I'm so cool with my deep like Japanese ambient music <laughs> knowledge or something like that. And then uh, I was like, no, nah, I'll just show them one of my favorite albums, which I, I mean, my favorite band is the Smashing Pumpkins. And you live in Chicago. They're a Chicago band. And I'm actually from Northeast Illinois. So like an hour and a half outside of Chicago is where I spent most of my life. Oh, okay. And pr- pretty close to the Wisconsin border, too. And... I was like, eh, like if Calvin doesn't like this album, I'll never mentally recover from it, <laughs> and so maybe I should find something else. So uh, my buddy Colby showed me this prefab sprout album and introduced me to the band uh, last year, and he was really into it. And I thought it was like a hip hop album based on like the name and the artwork. And I finally listened to it because he basically everything he shows me, I, I end up liking. And I listened to it and like. On first listen, like the first song I wasn't that into, but the second song really blew me away and like just listening through the whole album, it wasn't like I instantly fell in love with it, but since listening to it, I have really come to appreciate it and and the band as a whole because their whole discography is great. And honestly, this might not be their best starting point, but it's their most interesting album to me and I think it's full of flaws and but it's it also gets a lot right and i just think it's a super interesting album in their discography and as a whole because it really kind of changed my perception of what an album can accomplish especially since they're basically a pop band
1: Mm -hmm. and i think um well first of all i I agree a hundred percent. Like I was like, okay. I was like, this dude on Instagram is like, yo, check out this band called Free Prefab Sprout. And I'm not gonna lie, there was like this little like five percent voice in the back of my head that was like, This dude's fucking with you. Like I'm gonna like I'm gonna <laughs> Google search prefab sprout and it's gonna be some really weird porn site where like <laughs> girls, you know, like pop balloons or something. You know, I was just like, God damn it, dude, like they eat carrots. Like this is the porn site where we eat carrots and um <laughs> But I found it no, and I checked it out, and um, yeah, I got the I bought the album on on iTunes, and oh, right on. Uh, yeah, no, I like it. I, I agree. I it's, I started out at first, and it was just kind of like, oh, okay, mm, um, right. I liked it. It wasn't like I was like, what the fuck is this garbage? We're right, not, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and I listened to the whole thing, and like the first time listening to it, it kind of felt like it was a um, what do you call it? Like um. At first, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be one of those like late '80s, early '90s, like come with me on a fairyland adventure." As we go, into, oh, okay, yeah, we go yeah. into like Frodo's adventures, and I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> I don't know if I can handle this." But the music does expand, and it 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 gets you into it, like you said, relatively quickly. Um, I've listened to it several times since, and yeah, I agree. It definitely grows on you with every single listen. It's sure, definitely important sure. too that like. Every time you listen to it, you kind of pick up something new, which I do. Mm -hmm. I always love that in, like, films and music as well, where it's just – it's not surface level. There's definitely a depth to it. Um, But, yeah, I guess I did, like, a little bit of research. I think – what was it? I think this album came out in 91? It's just 90. 90. And then um, they're from England, correct? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk then a little bit, too, so maybe, like – maybe you can help paint the picture a little better. So – you do like music production and music creation as well, right, yeah, okay. what kind of like what kind of instrumentation in music do you generally do? um, so
0: I was really big into I don't want to say dubstep, but like it i I would say bass music when I was like eighteen, nineteen, real like English um like kind of like u k garage kind of stuff um around that age, and i did it I, I did it every single day. And then I kind of got burnt out on it, so I, I I've, I've I've been playing guitar and bass and singing my whole life, but I kind of don't take it seriously anymore. I still practice all the time, but basically in in nine or twenty nineteen, I wrote an ambient album. Long story short, I was super depressed, and I just like it just felt right to make this that kind of music, so made an ambient album and then like a year later i was like i i didn't even make it to release it i made it just for my own like for something to do and then i don't know if you're familiar with the radio station kexp
1: no i'm not
0: Uh, okay well it's like a it's like a huge um kind of indie radio station on uh i think they're in seattle okay and i i I, like i i always would watch their youtube channel because they have great i'm sure you've seen their youtube channel at some point without knowing it they have great performances from all sorts of bands and there's a, a, a DJ there uh, named Alex Ruder who has a, an ambient show every Sunday morning. And I reached out to him and he liked the album and released it. And yeah, it was like a huge honor because then he was playing my songs on KEXP, the radio oh, station, alongside... Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Like alongside artists that straight up influenced the album and stuff. It was crazy. And then people are like, oh, when's, when's your next album coming out? I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I don't... Like, I, you know, I... At this point in my life, it's like if I have something to say, I'll say it. But otherwise, I just I like to I mess around weekly with music, but I don't really try and do anything with it. Just because I, I just like to do it for myself. But I mean, long story short, I I did that. But I also make like indie music, um, you know, more traditional guitars, singing that kind of stuff. So I'm kind of all over the place, which I think is what made me appreciate this album because it's kind of all over the place too in some regards.
1: Oh, a million percent. Yeah, uh, that was that was like the first thing that I picked up on after the first viewing and obviously going into it more was that it seems like the album is trying to go into, I don't know what you call it. Like, like, it's like a worldly experience. Like you're going to hear sounds from kind of across the globe.
0: That's a great, yeah, that's a great uh, insight. Yeah.
1: And that I did really like, um, I guess, the thing that I also kind of like struck me is so I've I've said the word simple before, but that doesn't that doesn't mean it's not a, that's not a bad thing, right? Right. Um, I said the same thing when I was talking to my friend Zeke about um, Shit's Creek. It's a simple show, but that's why because then the comedy can go through the roof, and that's why yeah, it's a good yeah. show. And this album. Like, I feel like it's simple, but again, in a good way. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like, if I'm going to start off, I guess, with a criticism, which is not even really a criticism. It's oh, go like for a, it. It's yeah. like, a. I feel like some of the sounds that were generated digitally, like through not the actual instrumentation, sound a little dated. But that's just probably because that's what they had to work with back right, in 1990. Right. Or, you know, even like probably even earlier before that, assuming, you know, they had worked on this preemptively, which I'm sure they did. Um, so that's where I think like some of that, like those thoughts of that, like, come with me as we go on Frodo's adventures, because I'm hearing (laughs) these like late 80s sound effects. And I think that's kind of where my brain was going. But then when I figured out that it's not, and it is this compilation of different noises, um, compilations from like, again, different like world and, and even like era style instruments, then Mm -hmm. you kind of really understand it and you appreciate it. Um, right. So that was really cool, and I, I I I would say above all else, I think that's probably actually then my favorite thing of this album, because it's like, it's a little bit like, um, like a little bit like folklore music, it's a little bit like, there's a little bit of like, not hip-hop, but like, there's like some kind of sure. beats in it, there yeah, are, yeah. uh, there's, there's a bolero in it, so I mean like, <laughs> yeah. you, you get the whole gamut, so, um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, what are some things, like, for you that, like, with your knowledge of, like, music, what are things that, like, stand out that made you impressed with this album?
0: I think it was really forward-thinking for the time and some of its sounds. So the the song I'm specifically, like, that drew me to the album and I'm referencing right now is the song Wild Horses.
1: To play afternoons in.
0: Sorry way for a man to feel, but sentimental is part of the deal. I hate myself because it shows how I'm a fool for your rodeo.
1: Wild horses. I want to have wild horses.
0: Um It's a very synth-heavy track, so I, I could see the argument for it sounding dated, but to me it sounds like something that... People would try to make today calling back to the '80s in a sense, um, but it, but it's it's not just like an '80s pop song. It's it's so much more than that, I think. And a lot of that comes down to so prefab sprout was basic. It was four people, but the the writer the the singer was Patty McAloon, and this guy is just a genius. Like he's too big brain for me, even sometimes because he doesn't write stuff that just like lyrics that just sound good. For the sake of sound, like everything has a really intense meaning to it. His stuff is really smart. So I listened to Wild Horses and I'm like, oh, this sounds nice. But what's this about? And you look it up and the song is is basically about an older man. I don't want to say lusting after a younger woman, but kind of like seeing her and like, oh, she's so beautiful. But he like he knows he can't, you know, it's not going to work out between them. That kind of situation. And he does it in such a a totally. It's not per, like you would think it'd be a perverted song, right? Like, oh, old man, older guy sees a young girl, but it's not. And seeing that really made me dig further into the lyrics of every single song. So, if anybody like Google's Jordan the Comeback Reddit, they'll probably find a Reddit post that my friend and I made where we dissected this album very heavily. Which is why I picked the two for your podcast because I could like I know what every single song is about more or less, and. I I just really dug in and I guess as, as as a songwriter, what really interested me was the album is split up into four sections, which I sent to you right away. Because when I sent you this album, I'm like, I'm so sorry. It's over an hour long. Please forgive me. If you want to do something else, I understand. And not realizing like, oh yeah, he's doing the whole like... Last of Us franchise, and he's he's watched plenty of movies. Like I'm sure an hour long album is
1: fine. It's totally fine.
0: <laughs> but yeah, just it's like the way it's split up. between like the first five songs are just kind of like pop songs, and then the se- the second um, quarter is about basically Elvis. It's it's kind of strange, but I'll, I'll get back to it. The third section is a pop medley of songs that kind of lead into each other, and then the fourth section is it's a lot of it's about religion, and the main theme of this whole album, which really spoke to me was the album is about redemption and about like regaining past glory and patty mcaloon illustrates that through all different situations like wild horses is kind of about i I mentioned it was an older man lusting after a younger woman but um it's you know it's i guess it's, it's about redeeming your youth in a way um the elvis section is literally at sometimes very specifically about elvis making his comeback he's been wandering through the jordan desert which i guess I am not religious but my understanding is in the Bible like the Jordan River is like re- it's supposed to symbolize rebirth or something along those lines. So, yeah, it's like Elvis coming back and then yeah, it, like there's literally songs about like the devil trying to redeem himself to God and all this stuff. It's just super interesting the way he almost every song has this theme going through it. So, I think that's the thing that keeps drawing me back to the album is there's so much to find in it because Patty McAloon is a straight up genius. And I'm not saying that as, like, a fanboy. I mean, like, <laughs> I've never seen lyrics like this in my life. Even though some of the songs I, I legitimately don't like, I can appreciate what he put into them. And that's what drew me back. Because a lot of pop music is, you know, it's just it's just meant to be catchy and not a whole lot else.
1: And it's funny that you mention the Elvis thing, because I, I did catch it. I, I I'm sorry, I can't remember which song it is, but there is a mention at some point about, like, we can't see the ghost from the hip up or something about the ghost. And we can only capture him from from the
0: waist on down or something like that. Yeah. yeah, We
1: can't see him from the waist on down. And that was a thing that it's funny that you say that because it did make me think of Elvis. And there is a lot of references to the King. And, um, this is the same Elvis that we're talking about here, right? Elvis just, Presley, yeah. Yeah, just making sure that you're yeah, not going to yeah. be like, no, I'm talking about Elvis from Genesis Phase 2 or <laughs> whatever, because I'm not a religious person either. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't making an ass of myself. But No, um, yeah,
0: no, it's the pop star Elvis, yeah. Because, yeah,
1: that was the thing, like, back in his day, was they had to film him from the waist up. and yep, yep. um, And, yeah, I've noticed things, too. Like, I guarantee I have not probably done even, like, one one-hundredth of, like, the depth search that you've gone into on it, but I did notice this as well. Um, The... Yeah, the, the, the sense of like, it's it's a story, it's not like a from start to finish. It right, seems like right. you, like once you kind of wrote that out for me, that it's in four parts, I don't know, maybe like second or third time listening to it, then I noticed it a little bit more. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, okay, I can see how this is broken up into like four different parts. Um, and for that, yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's interesting, and it's interpretive, and that... I love, I, I, I like when you get to leave walking away with something that like you and I could listen to the same thing, but get two completely different meanings out of it. Right. And this album will definitely do that because like, Mm -hmm. what does it mean when, you know, to me, like, it sounds like there's even one song where he's like talking almost as if he's God, but yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, you know, it's kind of like. (laughs) And then it makes you think like, well, does this man think himself God? Because that's a little bit bizarre, but I don't think that's the case. I think it's just a story and this is the narrative of that story. But again, like, that's kind of cool for a music album to do that to you because it makes you question why is he writing this down and why is he doing it? Right. Um, Help me, it's Patty, what's his last name? I'm sorry. Macaloon. Patty Macaloon, because I only looked a little bit on him. I kind of try to keep
0: yeah the research yeah. to a
1: minimum, just so that like I, because it's fun to hear it from the source from like you and why you picked it, yeah, for sure, uh, but come I guess then like of your knowledge of him, assume like I'm a total idiot on the subject because I am, <laughs> what's kind of like his story, what's kind of his history?
0: sure, so I know that he actually trained to be a priest before he tried to become a musician, oh okay, so that I think that really influences the religious aspect of the psych- or, or, of the back a uh, quarter of this album but I'm still out on if he actually is really that religious or not because I've heard conflicting reports um I know that he likes to use god a lot as like a a symbolism in his writing but I don't know that he exactly means like god specifically but anyways so yeah he trained to be a priest and then he him and his brother started a band together and I assume you know prefab sprout so his brother is the bassist in the band and Patty Mcaloon plays guitar sings and he does a lot of the production And then they brought on in their hometown a girl named Wendy Smith, who is a the female vocalist. And they put together their first album called "Swoon" in '84. And what's interesting is a lot of those songs were written like before they recorded the album. I think so they recorded that album, and that album is very like technically impressive. I think there's a lot of weird. There's not a lot of verse-chorus on that album. It's, it's like indie and it's like all over the place. It's really interesting. And then um, Thomas Dolby, who you might know from the uh, She Blinded Me With Science song. He, he's actually a producer and he heard that and he liked it. So they got a, a full-time drummer, drummer because they were just using a, a, a session drummer, really. And they recorded their second album, Steve McQueen, with Thomas Dolby producing it. And it was a huge hit. And what's interesting is about all the songs on Steve McQueen is they were written before the songs on Swoon. So they were written like years before. And so they recorded that. And then they recorded an album called Protest Songs. But the the label's like, ah, we don't like this. It's not in the same vein as Steve McQueen, which was their hit. So they had to shelf that album. They came out with another album, partly produced by Thomas Dolby in 87. And then in 88, they finally put out protest songs and then in 89 is when patty mcaloon wrote this album and it's really interesting because you can find the demos for every single song on this album online and he demoed them to my knowledge mostly himself and they're almost the same as the album honestly like a lot of yeah it, it wasn't him and like a bunch of other people like producing like the electronic elements especially a lot of it was like he had it figured out before they even went into the studio that's cool yeah,
1: and uh, another dumb question. So, is then he himself British, or did they just record in Britain?
0: Yeah, they they are they are British. I think it's okay. I think it's in Northern England. Uh, sorry if any uh, English listeners are like you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, yeah. I think it because I I remember I thought they were Irish at first for some reason, but they're yeah they're not they're uh, English. Um, but just just to wrap up his, his story because this was like their last big album. After this, they recorded. Our, uh, Patty McAloon demoed another album, showed it to the record label. They didn't like it. So they, they kind of laid dormant until 97. They put out another album. It was kind of big, but not so much. So that's seven years after this album came out. They finally released something else. And then, yeah, really, him and his... Then after that, like, people started leaving the band and it, it was just him, Patty McAloon, and his brother. And they released like a country kind of influenced album, which sounds weird, but it's actually really good. They did that in 2001 and then basically they released the demos that they wrote after this album in 2009 so 10 about 10 years ago and then 2013 Paddy released another prefab sprout album on his own but it's under prefab sprout so 2013 was their last full album he 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 released one song on youtube um playing acoustically but that's it like he, and according to him like he has all these albums in the vault that he just hasn't released yet or he's still working on them the interesting thing about this band is they are definitely a studio band, and Paddy McAloon hated playing shows because he's like, "Oh, we lose money, and we're, I'm not writing he <laughs> he just wants to write he doesn't want to play shows, he doesn't want to do uh tours he wanted to write, which was a problem because i I, I feel like I've understated how big their album Steve McQueen was, their second album because it it just had like the fir- the first half of that album is all like huge tracks like big hits, and sorry to kind of get off topic here, but what w- w- what I love about this band is they purposely like try and make their stuff subversive in a way. Like Patty McAloon is totally capable of writing just normal pop hits because he actually wrote for some other artists. Like he wrote for Cher, he wrote for plenty of other big people, but for his own music, he'll like um the song I think it's Jesse James Bolero. There's like a weird banjo part in it that doesn't really like like where'd that come from? Like he just does some really strange stuff that he does for his own sake, and that makes me appreciate it more. That's kind of like why I like the band Primus. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Like They do this, the South Park theme song. But like the, the, the bassist in that band, Les Claypool, he could just be a great bassist in any band, but he wants to make his own weird music, and that's basically Patty McAloon. But um, real quick, even though I kind of brought you up to modern day, something interesting that happened to him was in the early 2000s, he started to lose his eyesight, which is a reason also that they couldn't make more music And so what he would do before he can get, he he can see now, he had to get like a bunch of surgeries, but what he would do is just sit by the radio at night and like record like these talk shows and people calling into like radio DJs and venting their issues and stuff. And in, I think it was 2003, he compiled like basically an ambient classical album called I Trawl the Megahertz and released that. And that is like really critically acclaimed. It's, It's nothing like their normal music. It's nothing like Prefab Sprout. It's like all classical stuff with like some voice snippets over it. It's super interesting. So the dude is just like super creative. And um, they re-released I Troll the Megahertz under the prefab Sprout name, I think in 2000 or 2019. Or not 2020. (laughs) 2020 or 2019. One of the two. Gotcha. So yeah, just just super creative dude all around. And like I said, if there's one thing you take away, it's that he hated to play gigs because he just wanted to write music.
1: Well, that's what. So that's what I was about to say. So I mean, I I would imagine that age is of a concern, but with I mean, I just don't know. Have you ever seen them live by any chance? I would venture. Oh no! no.
0: Yeah, I don't. I think I. I, It must have been at least twenty years since they've been to the U.S. Probably thirty.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because that was going to be my next question. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. But I mean, like, good on him because I like. It's like. There's some people that, like, go, you know, say iTunes, for example, and they go to an album, and then they buy, like, two songs. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but that's always freaked me out. I don't know what you, <laughs> but I am, like, I will build, like, a favorites library, but I'll only play it again, like, if I'm working, you know, and I just need gotcha. something on. Um, but, like... Yeah, yeah. I would say, like, 90, 95% of the time, I'm, like, a play-the-whole-album type person.
0: Sure. And so, I, wait, uh, so I don't mean to interrupt you. No, uh, no, go ahead. But I want... So... In previous episodes you call like albums like vinyl records
1: oh Oh, yeah yeah you can make fun of me i know i'm wrong yeah yeah no i it's no no well (laughs) i I was
0: wondering like like do you you have a vinyl collection or is that like do you not and you just call
1: albums that no i call all my vinyl. i have a i have a collection yeah no okay okay right on right on right on it's actually kind of a joke with my friend chris who i spoke about to the last of us with is um chris is a huge audiophile he owns his own audio shop in north carolina they sell like high-end audio equipment they go into your house and like measure the type of wood <laughs> that you have and then build that's a awesome system for you yeah and he's done very well with it and um and the joke came about like he went on facebook a few years ago and he was like he was like stop calling what did he say he was like stop calling them vinyls like oh like yeah that. and then but then in his facebook post he wrote in parentheses he's like except for calvin calvin can get away <laughs> with it so no i know i fuck it up but at this point i don't even i just don't care anymore because it's well, just like the only people that it upsets is kind of funny at this point too <laughs> so um, well
0: Like if if you're just if you're just talking to your friends, I guess it's not a big deal, but if uh, to me it's annoying when people come to like a vinyl community and they're like vinyls, vinyls
1: it's like, Oh my god. Yeah, that would be me. So yeah, I'm gonna be a million percent real there. That would be me. I'd be like, You guys wanna go over and see my vinyls? Yeah, no, I got I have a I have a huge collection of vinyl records. Yeah, no, I got a vinyl player. Actually Chris recommended the vinyl the the, the player that I have now. Yeah, no, I know I'm wrong, but I'll just go ahead and admit that I don't care. So I'm sorry, you know, try and stop me. know like fight these tears there's nothing we can do here so. <laughs> all right well it's been fun talking to you but yeah uh, we gotta catch go you later. Yeah, click <laughs> and um, um no i have a lot of friends that i i uh especially in like my 20s i had a ton of a ton of my friends they were all in bands and you know so of course they're experts in every goddamn audio field and uh yeah no i used to fuck around with them all the time on this shit that's it's i'm sorry it's just funny to me at this point i can't stop so <laughs> hashtag we're here now but, sorry, uh, sorry to
0: interrupt you yeah you were talking about like listening through a whole albums but, basically Oh, uh,
1: like i would kind of imagine that like in a live performance though like some of these songs do kind of need to be played in sequential oh yeah body. you know what i mean yeah. like i couldn't really imagine going from like i don't know i'm sure you can obviously but i feel like this album really honestly the only way that it works is from start to finish
0: no i i totally agree that's really where it shines there's a couple songs maybe you could pull out but like it it fits best i think if you just listen to the whole thing from start to finish
1: mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it's really good I, I i really like it and i'm glad that you shared it with me because i don't think i would have ever found this Have we not been (laughs) doing this so a
0: part of the reason i wanted to talk about it with you is i i feel like the band is kind of seeing a resurgence a little bit i don't know if you've heard of the website rate your music but i'm i'm on there 24 7 like rating all the albums i like and all that stuff and you can review albums on there and there's a lot of people like in the past year or two who have like suddenly discovered these guys so that's why i'm like i should i should talk about this as well because i feel like this might be some people's first exposure, but I'm sure that you'll see it referenced too. And a thing about this band is they're kind of like a musicians musician, if you know what I mean. Like, there's a lot of bands that you probably like that are influenced by these guys. Like, for example, I, um, spoiler alert, but your your pick for us was um Animal Collective's Merryweather Post Pavilion, and so I looked up to see if I can find a link. And Geologist from Animal Collective played one of their songs in one of his DJ sets. So like. Lots of people are like, lots of musicians are into these guys because they're really weird and like. I don't want to say challenging because they are a pop band. At the end of the day, they do want you to be singing along and like the songs. I don't. It's not like alienating. I don't think.
1: No. Yeah. I would say too. It's it's easily approachable. Like I really can't. I can't think of a person that maybe wouldn't be into it, but I can't think of anybody that wouldn't like it. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Like if you played them just like your favorite songs from the album, they might like, yeah, that's pretty nice. It, it's it's not something like we've been talking about how complicated like Patty McAloon is, but his his writing is meant to be approachable. It's meant to be like a pop song. And it's 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 meant to just be catchy, I think, which I appreciate because, you know, it's hard to get into stuff that's really technically complex and like you don't know what's going on with it and like a a a gauge for me is like I play this record a lot, and my fiance will be singing along to it, and she's not like like she she likes music <laughs> obviously that's probably a dumb thing to say, but she she doesn't like she doesn't spend time really researching music or anything or looking deeper into things, but she'll be singing along to these songs, and I swear to God one time she said to me she was singing along to it, and she's like this is really weird.
1: <laughs> that's funny. Like when you catch yourself like, yeah, basically being like, Hey, it's me, God, we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be a little and, bizarre.
0: And, and for me, and for me, the album does kind of lose me at that point. I, I totally think this album is too long, but the thing is, is if it wasn't this long, I wouldn't be as interested in it, which I find really interesting. Like when I analyze myself and why I like it, I'm like, you know, I, I would think I'd say, yeah, cut all those songs out, but if you cut all the songs I don't like out or I don't like as much out, then the album isn't as interesting because a part of what makes it interesting is it's so long and it's touching on basically this one subject. Jesse didn't hear the drum
1: Suddenly lose time All his plans Drafted, clever, fated, unborn, unfinished, forever. Jesse didn't hear the drum. I um, the one thing that I noticed, so um. In our early discussions, I remember one thing that you had said as well was that you were you were gonna maybe you were pondering uh, picking Death Cab a Death Cab for Cutie album. Uh, yeah, for I'm actually show.
0: wearing a Death Cab shirt right now. <laughs> oh, nice!
1: I like Death Cab a lot too. I um actually, I'll tell you a fun little story. So I used to wear like I was I was a I don't, I, I don't want to say I was an angry teenager, but I was a bit of an angry teenager. I just knew that I didn't want to be in it. Does that make sense? Like I wasn't like a angry destroy the world teenager. I just wanted to get out of it and like I wanted to go to film school and like just become an adult. I just wanted to get out of high school as fast as Mm humanly possible. But I kind of had this like I don't know this little bit of anger in me and so when I was like I don't know like 13 or 14 yeah I used to wear like baggy Jinko jeans and like (laughs) Fucking ah, yes. limp biscuit all day, baby, and Hell, uh, did it all for the nookie, yeah, I man. Did that's all. what I'm talking about. Yeah, dude, just like <laughs> fucking angry, 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 limp biscuit and Slipknot music. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that, but whatever. Right. right. And then I was a teenager too. I, I I had those same experiences. I'm sure everyone that's listening to this right now is like, yeah, I had a <laughs> band too that I regret listening to, and um, but I dated a girl. I think I was like 15 or 16 when we first started dating. And uh, she was like, "Hey, have you heard this band, Death Cab for Cutie?" And I was like, "No." And she was like, you should "Check it out." And so we listened to it. Uh, it was Transatlanticism, and uh, oh, okay. And then, like, dude, it's funny as shit. Like a year later, I was like wearing tight pants and <laughs> fucking. You know, I was like, a, I was like a lot nicer after that, yes. and like music completely changed for me at that point. Like that was the diving board when I was like, "See you, Limp Biscuit. I'm gonna go listen to some Death Cab." But you um, know
0: what I honestly think so my situation was kind of similar I was dating a girl and she for some reason got their album plans and I was like Death Cat for Cutie that sounds like an emo band I don't want none of that I like metal music <laughs> and I got really into that album and um, that now that you mentioned it that might have been my first like indie album uh, uh, you know quote indie but um, like that indie is like the main genre I listen to these days so it's kind of Crazy now that I think about it, wow,
1: yeah, and it's funny too I've kind of talked about this before of how music music is a property that can instantly transport you to another point in time that was your life, and plans came out right as I went to film school. I went to film school in Canada, so I was eighteen years old. Oh. And my mom drove me to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. It's on the far west coast of Canada. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I was 18 and she dropped me off and was like, good luck, fucker. See you later. <laughs> Have fun. And I remember riding my bike around. So it rains all the time in Vancouver. Right. It's really, yeah. The summers are beautiful, but then for like nine months, it just rains. <laughs> and, um... Uh, I remember riding my bike around in the rain, just listening to that album on repeat. So it's like a, it's just weird because again, I put that album, if I were to listen to that as soon as we got off this recording, I would be 18 <laughs> years old again, living in Canada, riding my bike around in the rain. And, um, but anyway, the reason I bring up, sorry, I go down rabbit holes and, no, no um, worries. uh, the reason I bring it up, the whole death kept thing too, is this album actually kind of reminded me of, um, Benjamin Gibbard's postal service because oh yeah in that album he does his vocals and has i don't know her name i'm sorry any super i don't know either i don't know i I
0: love that album i don't know who that is though yeah
1: some of his songs he has a woman accompanying him and they do that similarly in this album jordan the comeback Uh, yes and as soon as i heard that i was like oh wow like and obviously this came out before postal service and music is you know intertwined and taken and stolen i'm not saying he fucking took it you get what i'm saying anyway right i know what you mean yeah. but it was interesting there was definitely a dynamic that of everything that i kind of felt while listening to this that was kind of the most prominent and i say that as a good thing because i think that album is really good so that was like a connection with me um to this album and that kind of goes into to what we were talking about again, like the worldly sounds
0: I just Googled it and uh, I was like, okay, Benjamin Gibbard and Postal Service, sorry, not Postal Service, uh, Prefab Sprout. And sure enough, he's into them.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, it's actually funny too. There, oh my God, I might have to Google it. There was a, um, so I'm originally from Wisconsin. Um, right, right. And there was, uh, I'm sure you can hear oh, it in Can I? So
0: are you from, are you from Madison or did you just like, you mentioned it before. Did you live there or?
1: So we moved around a lot as a kid uh okay. but it was always the madison area and then i lived in madison for like six years um, okay
0: be- because uh i know that plans was actually mixed in madison
1: yeah that it's that it was oh fuck what's it i might have to look it up there was a famous recording studio in madison wisconsin there was uh, smart studios right that's, yep that's it yeah yep. because
0: that's that, that's where the pumpkins recorded their first album so when i was in madison i was like i gotta get a picture by that door
1: <laughs> did, did, were you, you found it on east washington
0: uh yeah, 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 we went there and I I got to take my picture looking like shit in front of it like oh yeah. Look <laughs> at me.
1: <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Yeah, I um yeah, goddamn, man, it's weird. It's weird to be talking about that. But anyway, yeah, I just I that's why I bring it up is to it's like cuz like Garbage yeah was recorded there, Death for Kit yep. recorded there um and uh yeah, I was pretty famous, so it's kind of funny how all these things connect. We started it <laughs> right, and right. Now we're here, but um but another thing that I wanted to like ask and talk about especially for anyone that's maybe not you know super privy to this album is like I just want to hear what your opinion would be and if you want I can tell you mine but like would you consider this like a religious spiritual album
0: see and that's where I don't know because I swear I've read Paddy McAloon before say that like he's not religious but then I've heard people say he is really religious and he did study to be a priest but obviously he dropped out he didn't want to become a priest so I don't know because his work after this you hear some of this religious context in but in in their earlier work i don't think it's really present at all so I, I i honestly don't know what what's your opinion on
1: it yeah i i feel like it's not like i don't i don't think like religious would be the correct word but i would say spiritual with the, yeah, ex- yeah. the acceptance of like you know there's so many answers out there who's to say what's the real correct one that's kind of what i take out of it and for that i respect it because you know, I've listened to some Christian music, man, and like, whoo, and this is not it at all. <laughs> yeah, um, this is not Christian rock yeah, or anything. And, uh, and and it's interesting because, um, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember which song it is, but there's one song where there, I think it's like the lyric is something to the effect of like, love by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. And that was really interesting to me because it was like, there was like, it was a kind of like a teeter-totter because I was like, okay, if this is like a Christian band, But then you say something like love by any means necessary, like that's going to include like the LGBTQ plus community and Christian music usually isn't, you know, shining down (laughs) on that community super hard. So I was kind of like, at that point I was like, okay, I don't think this is like Christian religious. And if it was, that was fine. I'm not saying there's issues with that. But what I'm just trying to talk about is that like, it felt more spiritual and like open world that like kind of whatever you got going on is totally cool and just be like a good person and let's just jam out to some good music. Does that you know right. like I don't Yeah, know if that, that makes that's sense. the
0: impression I get from Paddy. So basically now that he's older, he has like a long beard, like a long white beard. He looks like Santa Claus almost except he's skinny <laughs> and like he so I mentioned that a few years ago he released one song on YouTube and that song is called America and it's basically about like America not letting in immigrants and he's i remember one of the lines is like you know it it could be the person that you're not letting in could find like a cure to some disease or something Mm. some child that you're not letting in now so i mean that's very much i would totally get those vibes that he is probably you know pretty open-minded and in the way that you're describing i think
1: that's cool yeah and i i I, like i said there was like a 10 percent like oh no at first and then i was like (laughs) i was like what if like what if ronnie's like this like diehard Christian devout and <laughs> you know and, and I'm sitting here like saying fuck shit cock balls I'm like oh no you know like I got a little nervous I'm not gonna lie but then I was like "Homie does a podcast on the Aquatine hunger right, so that's right. not really you know <laughs> non-sensitive nature so um, but the heart beats too below and a footstep is such a small
0: thing that it's neither here nor there Till you string those steps together And find home is way back, way back Where Jesse James was never part of life's
1: great symphony Justin 2, uh, what do you think the whole song about Jesse James is about? Does that one kind of trip me up? So,
0: the, the Elvis section, which is tracks 6 through 9 are either meant to be about Elvis or songs that he could see Elvis performing. And I think those Jesse James songs were like, it was basically Jesse James was being used symbolically as Elvis in a way, but also it was supposed to be Elvis performing them kind of.
1: Uh, okay. Cause that was like a part two that tripped me up just like a little bit. Cause it was like music, music, music. And then I was like, why dedicate a whole song to Jesse James? It seemed kind of. It's random. actually two songs. Yeah, yeah, because then there's the, yeah. the bolero next. Yeah, actually, that's actually probably one of my favorite tracks of the whole album. Oh
0: yeah, I, that's one of my favorites as well. The
1: instrumental is is really, really, really. Well exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: For me, that yeah, that's like like a forward thinking kind of kind of instrumental on that one.
1: Yeah, it was just funny because I I love Jesse James. Well, I don't I don't know if I love him, but I think his story is interesting. Have you ever seen the film with Brad Pitt? Uh, I don't know that I have. It's really good. It's called the assassination of the, the assassination of Jesse James by the c- coward Robert Ford. That's the, that's the <laughs> whole name. I had to stop and think about it for a second. Oh uh, yeah, it's a great film. Um, but anyway, um, what are like some personal favorite tracks of yours?
0: Um, well, like I said, Wild Horses is what really drew me into the album and the band. Um, I really like. Carnival 2000, which is like a lot of the su- the sounds in that song are like kind of it's kind of like Latiny, and but but it's all like done on like a synthesizer, so it's like these sh- shitty sounding um trumpets and or whatever like horn instruments. But I just I just eat that up. It reminds <laughs> me maybe of like a, like a the Nintendo Wii like eShop kind of <laughs> in a way like t- and to me that was forward thinking too because I'm like people use the hell out of these sounds nowadays, and oh yeah that song Carnival 2000 is basically about um, the turn of the century. Obviously, this came out in 90, but he was looking 10 years ahead because he's a genius. And the the song is basically about every day people are born and people die and life just goes on and we kind of just have to keep living and just celebrate life in a way. Like, which It's just like a really kind of deep concept, but he's not explaining it in like a, an annoying way. It's just you kind of have to look for it a little bit. But... I also like um, I like Jordan the Comeback the the title song because he sings the verses and like he's doing an Elvis impression almost and it's just like what the hell is this like what am I listening to but then the chorus comes in and he's like singing singing in his no- normal voice and I love that one um, yeah Jesse James Bolero for sure and I think the second to last song Scarlet Knights is kind of like the big Ending because that's like finally when the, like the electric guitars come in because before this album they had some electronics but not as much as this album because they're mostly like a guitar band, but um, yeah like big sweeping guitar leads and stuff and it's just like a soaring track that kind of wraps up the album. Um, one song that really grew on me is track four, "We Let the Stars Go," and because I'm I don't normally like ballads and like soft sweet songs like that. Uh, maybe if it's like by Death Cab for Cutie or some or some indie band I do, but. Um, I'm typically not huge into, like, 80s music. So when I heard this at first, I was like, oh, I don't really like this. But the more I listen to it, um, it's just a really sweet song about how he's talking about how he's thinking about uh, a girl he used to date or he had some sort of romantic relationship with. And they ended it. And that's basically it. He's thinking about it years later. And he, he he's happy about it. He's happy that it happened. but he, But it's over and he realizes that. And I think that's, like, a really interesting point of view because that's how I feel about a lot of my relationships at this point it's like yeah I'm glad it happened but you know we didn't work out and that's fine well you know a lot of a lot of breakup songs are upset or angry or something and it's just like no we we happened it was you know it was a great time and I still think about it but I'm I've moved on and I'm with someone else or whatever
1: yeah and like we're here now and it made us who we are today so yeah I can exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it's not like I'm in a bathtub crying. I <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, 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 I can't believe you left me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, and and that's that. That's what I like about this album is that, on first listen, I wasn't super into it. But like I've it, this. I, I do you use Last FM. Have you heard of Last FM?
1: I've heard of it, but I don't use it. No.
0: So, so I I am really crazy. I track like all my vinyl plays on there, and then it, it automatically tracks my Spotify plays. And this this was my lo, my most listened to album from last year. So yeah, I just listened to it over and over again, and. That's what I like about the album is stuff that initially I didn't like, I grew to like, and there's still some things I I'm not crazy about, but I've just grown to love the album despite its its flaws, I guess. But, uh, beside besides Jesse James Bolero, were there any songs that you enjoyed?
1: The, the one song that I really I think my favorite song off the track, uh, is the Ice Maiden. Oh, nice. I, that's the one that really would like that like I was talking about like that Death Cab vibe of 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 this man and this woman that came out through the most and um, for sure. For me, um, personally, top five favorite bands all time, uh, Radiohead, Uncle, DJ Shadow, Animal Collective, and Dan Deacon. And so, like, electronic music is definitely in a lot of that, most of it. And, um, yeah, that song's got this, like, it's got this, like, grind to it. And, I don't know, man, there's something, like, like... When I, so the first time I listened to it I like actively sat down and listened to it but then just as the weeks have gone on since you shared this with me it's been on in the background and I've noticed every single time that when this song comes on like my attention will divert from whatever it is that I'm doing <laughs> to focus on this song so I think it's just that like I don't know man there's just something about like electronic music it's like a it's like a saw digging into a tree It sometimes right. it just kept, there's something about it that like I don't get like my girlfriend she's way more into like your three four man band with guitars and a three and a half minute song and it's you know it's got the it's got the chorus and it's just got like you know the the, the thing they say three times and then the song's over. And she was. Like, I hope she doesn't hear you oh, in the yeah. other room. Yeah, no, I'm a, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's waiting outside of the baseball. Bat. It's totally fine. And, um, and then so like she'll listen to some of my music and she's just like like she's like how do you know like where it starts and where it ends and stuff. And um, but that's kind of there's something about electronic music that i don't know it sinks its hooks into me and i feel like that song definitely did it with what they're doing in that song it's very very well done in my opinion so oh
0: that, that's awesome yeah that, that's I, I love that song i looks like i gave it a four out of five when i rated through the album but oh, that's cool. um i i guess that that one's about patty McAloon was talking about how he saw agnetha i hope that's how you pronounce it from the band abba on on top of the pops back uh, when he was a kid or okay. a teenager. Okay. So the Ice Maiden is her, and it's about this uh, this Swedish version of glamour, as he put it. And he he said he said then when you're older you realize it's not sophisticated as all that. So it's basically him being like blown away as a kid seeing this beautiful Arctic woman. Hmm.
1: Interesting. I uh, yeah, that's kind of cool. And some of these things that you're saying, I can I can kind of picture what you're saying. So I'll go back and kind of look at it with a with a new eye, so to speak. So. Um, in terms of like i'm sure you've you've mentioned checking out their other discography, would you say that like it's generally this kind of like world aesthetic, or is like perhaps I know like one of them you mentioned was very very country, but like are other albums very distinctive in their sounds or are they a little bit more focused is there um
0: so in terms of a concept, this one, and I think what the demos they recorded after this, which was later. Released as oh, what I will have to Google what that's called, but um, whatever one they released in two thousand nine, like that they wrote in ninety two, those are the only real concept albums. Uh, I, I, obviously they're not concept in start to finish like you said, but with like a concept throughout them. But like their earlier stuff, I I wouldn't say so. I'd say their earlier stuff is a little bit more straightforward, but it's still it's still prefab sprout. It's still a little weird. It's still a little um challenging in some ways, but just still really catchy.
1: What would be the album that you would recommend to listen next after Jordan the Comeback?
0: I'd have to say Steve McQueen because it has basically all their other big hits on it. That was their, probably their biggest album. But um, in, in the United States, it's called Two Wheels Good because, They were afraid of getting sued by the Steve McQueen estate.
1: That's funny. I was just about to say, does it have anything to do with the Steve McQueen or is that it's just that's just its name?
0: Yeah, no, I think they named because the the album cover is them on a motorcycle, like the whole band sitting on a motorcycle. Um, So, yeah, and it's interesting because Patty McAloon is very obsessed, it seems, with American culture because there's so much throughout this album, especially with all the Elvis references, Jesse James. But he, their their album after Steve McQueen is called From Langley Park to Memphis, which is more American. Like he and I guess he was getting criticism because they're like, you know, you're English, you're you're European, you should write about you should talk about that stuff. Stop talking about America. But he kind of doubled down and wrote Jordan the Comeback, which is a lot more American references as well. So it's just really interesting. But yeah, Steve Steve McQueen. Otherwise, honestly, with this band, you're safe just checking out a um a greatest hits they have a couple of them and cuz they there's great songs in every single album
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I uh yeah, no, I think I I will definitely check it out. I bought this one, but I think I might check out the rest on Spotify, but that's neither here nor there. But um... oh,
0: I, I I actually uh some self promo. I have a Spotify playlist if anybody wants to look it up of my favorite songs from them, which I like are are, are their more popular ones, I guess. If anybody wants to just look up Ron's Best of Prefab Sprout. <laughs> You it should I'm not even joking, man. Yes. It should pop up, and it's it's 21 songs, and I tried to include like something from every album, and yeah. So if, honestly, I think that's probably a great place to start because I just try and find like the most accessible stuff.
1: Uh, well, thank you for I'm dead serious. Thank you for promoting it. that's awesome. But yeah, fucking <laughs> a. There you go. Hashtag problem solved. We're done here, folks. So
0: I, I took care of it. Uh, for, forget about it. Uh, gr- greatest hits. I got my own playlist.
1: That's awesome. All right. One more time. What was the name of the playlist?
0: Uh, Ron's, as in like. Ronnie's best of prefab sprouts, and it should pop up. I think it it has two likes, and I haven't sent it to anybody, so some people are finding it. (laughs) People like it, man. I I I made it for myself to listen at work because that's like you know I, I want like the good poppy hits while I'm doing stuff. So I guess other people are enjoying it as well.
1: That's funny. I found um I found one video. It was just of a dude. He uh he had he had the actual cd every cd of theirs and he just went through it from his least favorite to his favorite i think i've seen that yeah and um one of my favorite things on the faces planet is social media comments like I don't know about you, but sometimes I will sp- like if like there's like a five minute YouTube video, I could spend thirty minutes reading the comments. <laughs> oh, I'm the exact same, yeah. And uh, anyway, it was this guy, and yeah, he listed all the records from his least favorite to his favorite. He was really sweet, he was really genuine. It was, it was yeah, a I've video. seen that. And there was one comment, it just the guy was just like bullshit. <laughs> <It was> just- <laughs>
0: Fuck you! Fuck you, man in your fifties, talking
1: about a band you like. Exactly, in the order of which you prefer it. And then the guy was really polite and was like, "What would what would your order be?" And then of course, there's no response. And I just like, of course, like I just wish I could be a fly on the wall with a time travel machine and go back in time and waste energy and time and science to travel back in time to just be there as this person wrote that comment and be like who is this person why are they doing this and what motivated them to do this so, yeah it's
0: it's this guy just being so yeah because i actually commented on this video as well um like wonderful video like I, I basically agree with you like this guy is so nice he's so happy to talk about one of his favorite bands and then this guy is just this
1: is terrible yeah oh my god dude. okay so, yeah. thanks <laughs> thanks bro i appreciate your feedback until <laughs> next time Um, one other thing I always like to ask too is like, um, if you like, you know, band or musician XYZ, you'll like Prefab Sprout. Yeah. What would you, what would you say to that?
0: I think Postal Service, as you said, was a great one that I did not think of. So if you like Postal Service, you might want to check Prefab out because they have that similar like male, female thing. And, And the writing is smart. I think, I think Ben Gibbard is a pretty smart writer. He's a bit more, he's not as complex as is uh patty McAloon, but i i think they're definitely of the same camp um i think see because the bands i could recommend i could recommend you checking out i don't know if people will know but there's a ba- there's a newer band called uh roman a clef which like straight up it sounds like they're trying to rip off prefabs style i think they put out an album in like 2015 or an ep or something and it's really similar but really good um Otherwise, have you heard of the band The Pains of Being Pure at Heart? I have not, no. Okay, because uh, one of the guys in Roman and Clef, I think, was in, in that band. But uh, otherwise, uh, if people like King Cruel, who's pretty big right now, I'd say maybe check Prefab out because they're, they, they're pretty complex with their chords and stuff and their English as well. And one of my favorite bands is a Swedish band called The Radio Department, who reference Prefab Sprout a lot in interviews and at the time I didn't know who Prefab Sprout was. I was just like, okay. And now that I know I go back and see these interviews, I'm like, holy shit, one of my favorite bands likes Prefab Sprout. I didn't even know it. So yeah, I guess Roman a Clef, King Cruel, the radio department, uh, or if you like Prefab, you might want to check them out. They're not too similar, but there's similarities. But like you said, I think Postal Service is a great comparison.
1: That's awesome. Okay. Sweet. Without mercy where is good? Won't you have
0: mercy on me? Mercy on me. Oh, say that I'm forgiven. And wrap your arms around me. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I appreciate this. Like I said, I didn't like, I wasn't crazy about it at first, but, I you know, this is legitimately... One of my favorite albums, my, my absolutely my my most listened to album from the past year, and this is one of my favorite bands now, and I just appreciate how they blend pop music like it's still accessible, it's still catchy with these really really thoughtful deep themes that if you want them they're there, but if you don't want them they're not. Like I I really want to reiterate that it's not like I don't feel like it's taxing or challenging to listen to their songs. Maybe this album as a whole because it's so long. But like an individual song, it's not like you're listening to, I, I guess, maybe like a Tool song or something where it's just crazy and long. Their songs are pretty short. And this album is 19 tracks long, but I, I, most of the songs are like three, four minutes. They're not like long songs. So I appreciate that. And for sure, if anything, check out like, you know, my Spotify playlist or just their greatest hits because they they have some other, probably a lot more accessible songs and albums. But this is the album that drew, that brought me in. And is the one I still listen to the most from top to to end
1: that's awesome, that's really cool, yeah, like I said i I'm really glad I get to check out this album i i and I don't say this disrespectfully it's my own ignorance. I don't think I would have ever found this had we not done this. oh, so, yeah,
0: I wouldn't have ever heard of this either if mm-hmm. my buddy Colby didn't send it my way,
1: yeah, and it's kind of funny like you said it's like it's they're like a musician's musician and right, right yeah they they've gone into so many people, but Yeah, pop music is weird. What catches and what doesn't, and like you said, you know, they try to make it pop, but it still has a distinctive sound. And you know, like I, I don't know what was trending in 1990 on the radio charts, but I don't know if this would fit in or not. (laughs) This ain't it. This ain't it, fam. (laughs) This ain't it. Yeah, that's kind of of my thinking. Like
0: they did have some big hits, but I don't think anything from this album. And like in general, they just never got as big as I think they should have, but. Uh, you know, it's it's just it, it it's just how it is, and and they still had a good career, but they weren't as big as I think they could have been.
1: It's pretty cool. Well, I uh, I'm glad that you showed them to me. And I, I I'll check out the rest of their albums. as well. Yeah, I appreciate kind of you fun listening fun, to it. So, yeah, dude. Well, um, yeah. Like I said, if there's anything else, on... <laughs> I'm <laughs> um, free prefabs sp- but I still can't say it. it.
0: Prefab, yeah, it's it, it, it's a it's a silly name for sure. It's a little difficult to pronounce, but do you know? Does uh, it doesn't
1: have any like history or anything?
0: I don't think so. I think Patty just said that like he's like, oh, that sounds like something a band would be called, so I'll call my band that. <laughs> That's, That's pretty cool. Yeah, this, this is kind of a, a standout album in their discography because it's so complex and so synth heavy. Um, again, their earlier stuff is more guitar oriented, and like I said, there probably would have been like better albums to show you if I was trying to impress you. But you know, to any listeners who want something that's catchy, but there's a lot to dig in if you're into that sort of thing. And also, like I said at the top, almost um, if any, if I could plug a subreddit that I kind of run, I I haven't been too active on it, but it's Reddit.com slash r slash album club, like like a record album uh, club. And that's where my buddy and I discussed it. The, the The subreddit is just me and him going back and forth talking about albums. But what What we'll do is we will pick an album that neither of us are too familiar with, but we want to check out. And then we'll take however long to listen to it. There's no like deadlines or anything. And then, yeah, we'll discuss it. And for, for this album, we really dug in. We did it track by track. And I took it like way overboard, like looking up all the interviews I could, but... Um, yeah, I, I kind of would like to get that up and going again, especially after discussing this album with you and we're soon going to discuss your album. It reminds me how much I like discovering new music and talking about music.
1: Yeah, no, it's fun. Yeah, no, I like it too. And it's, it's, it's a weird... That's like a It's like a weird window. Like, sometimes it's closed for like two years and then it opens up and like 500 things come through and you're like, no, I can't do this. But... Uh, <laughs> yeah it's funny how that ebbs and flows in life but no i agree and i'm I'm glad i got to check this out because this is pretty cool so well uh that is jordan jordan the comeback from uh, god damn it from prefab sprout there we go i said it. hey there we go yay, yay. <laughs> um as my friend janine would say uh prefab sprout i barely know her uh well thank you ronnie for being here today thanks for having me thanks for showing us this awesome amazing album and uh yeah we will be back uh next week ronnie will return to the studio To uh, to talk about.
0: I don't I don't know why you don't want me just to record uh, right now with you. He really insists on sending me home and then flying me back next week.
1: Exactly. Yes, because we 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 do this yeah the day of that it comes out. That's how easy (laughs) all this is to do. This is live.
0: That's how podcasts are. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Hashtag go Apple Go. And um, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, thanks everyone for chiming in, and we will be back next week to talk about Animal Collective. Thanks everybody. Bye. Bye. If there ain't a heaven that holds you tonight They never send you up in Harlem